0: Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's Taco Tuesday. Alex Padilla. Alex Regla coming at you. May 24th, 2020, 2022. Alex, I've never said the date before. What's up, man?
1: Nothing much, man. How you doing?
0: I'm doing okay. You know, with... We're not going to talk about it, but with the stuff that's happened in Texas today, it's just like, uh, you know, it kind of puts you like in a mood, I feel like, but uh, we're here to talk about Lakers and that's what we'll do. So I'm ready for it. How about you?
1: Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It was tough to, to record it, given everything that's going on, but um, if nothing else, a little distraction, I guess, from
0: everything. Yeah. Well, hopefully that we can provide that distraction for everybody. Um, Cause we know, obviously if you're on social media, that's what it's all about. If you watch TV, that's what it's all about. But today, um, I think Anthony's doing a great job. He's posted a bunch of stuff today on our, on our, on our, um, what's it called on our podcast feed. So, uh, we're doing our best to keep you guys up to date with the Lakers and distracted from the real news, because if anything, everything that's happening with the Lakers is all make believe right now, because it's all rumors, it's all scenarios, it's all you know, it's, it's all, it, it, none of it is based in fact right now. You know, when, when the name Lavar ball starts popping up on Lakers rumors, you know, what kind of off season we're having, let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> I thought like once Lonzo is traded, we kind of were done with Lavar, but somehow we're just kind of always going to be connected with him. Like both of I, these. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, it's like, you know, <clears throat> and I say this in jest, but I say this with complete, like I'm dead serious. The baby Lakers will always be connected to the Lakers. And part of those baby Lakers is LeVar Ball. You can't talk about the baby mm-hmm. Lakers without LeVar Ball. That generation, those whatever, however many years he was here, what you can't not talk about LeVar Ball. And he keeps saying the Lakers. He keeps mentioning, like, he's got an infatuation with the team. He's got ideas for the team. So he'll never go away.
1: No, and especially given, uh, his son plays on a team with an upcoming free agent who, uh, has stirred a lot of news lately. So maybe this time when he's actually said something, it's kind of relevant.
0: Maybe it is LaVar ball mentioning the name Zach Levine. I don't have the exact quote. Probably should have looked it up. I didn't think I was going to get into LaVar ball, but Zach, (laughs) Zach Levine (laughs) is in the news today on Tuesday because. Uh, he, like every other NBA star spends a lot of time in LA in the off season and LeVar, uh, excuse me, Zach Levine was caught up by TMZ and he was asked about, you know, what his plans are now that he's an unrestricted free agent. And, um, I saw something on ESPN 25 days ago that he has, he is fully, he's going to fully explore all he can of free agency this summer. And a lot of players, you know, when they're free agents for the first time, they love to do this. They love to get courted. They love to see what's out there. When you're unrestricted, you can kind of do whatever you want. You have a lot of options. Zach Levine had a great year. I mean, didn't didn't play all 82 games, but averaged 24 and a half points. You know, that's that's really good. That's pretty solid. Something the Lakers might need. And he was caught up by TMZ and he said, I've always been a big fan of the purple and gold. And he was asked, like, why are you in LA? Like, they're obviously TMZ reporters are not sports reporters, but they do their best to get whatever they can out of them. So they ran with it, we'll run with it. Zach Levine, a possible option for the Lakers, Alex?
1: Um, in terms of like outright signing him, no, they don't they don't have the the cap logistics to do that. But I I, I guess there's avenues that possibly that can happen, but um yeah, it's just kind of strange. Like, obviously, like you joked about earlier, at this point of the year, everything's kind of make- make-believe make and just kind of hypotheticals. But it's kind of weird that all of these kind of little loose threads are kind of popping up at once. If it's mm-hmm. LeVar, and even if he doesn't take Lavar his word for uh, as fact, that's one thing. Um, the TMZ thing's whatever. Like, if you actually watch the video, he he's almost, like, dragged into saying something positive about mm-hmm. the Lakers. Um uh, But outside of that, oh, and then uh, Jake Fisher actually did report today for Bleacher Report. He said that, he's like, yeah, Zach's going to test the market. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a guarantee he's back in Chicago like a lot of people think he is. And probably the safe money is he ends up back in Chicago, but now it doesn't sound like it's a no-brainer like it did maybe a few months ago. Well,
0: LeVar Ball, I have his quotes now here, saying, asked about Zach Levine, his prediction. He says, he's gone. They're going to love him in L.A. Mm. What does he know that we don't know? Or is he saying it in jest because Zach Levine signed with Clutch in August and everybody that signs with Clutch, coaches, players, whoever, automatically gets linked to the Lakers?
1: But, like, given that Lonzo plays with Zach Levine, like that, obviously, he can just be joking, guessing, or whatever, but at least he at least has. Um, pretty close source to the situation with his son. I'm not saying Lonzo's telling him or telling him Mm -hmm. uh, what Zach's going to do. Lonzo probably doesn't even know what Zach's going to do. But at least in this specific case, I don't think dismissing LeVar is like totally the first thing to do. I'm not saying he's right or anything, but.
0: It's interesting too, because we'll get into the dynamic, the how they can actually pull this off, because the Lakers can't afford Zach Levine straight up. So he did say, and he continued to go, Levine doesn't want to play second fiddle. Um, okay. You don't want to be second fiddle to DeMar DeRozan. Uh, if you come to LA, aren't you going to be third or the, does Zach Levine think he's going to come in here and take, be the number one guy on a team with LeBron and Anthony Davis. That, By the way, I didn't say Russell Westbrook. Cause the only way Zach Levine gets here is if Russell Westbrook gets traded. I'm assuming.
1: And that last point you, uh, you talked about with what Levine could possibly want if he were to leave Chicago. And that's another thing that Jake Fisher, Jake Fisher actually kind of mentioned in his article today, saying that if he were to leave Chicago, it's probably for a place where he can be that bona fide number one guy. And uh, that's not going to happen with the Lakers. I'm not saying he, he's not capable of that or whatever, but it's just not going to be the case when you have LeBron and AD on the team. So for a guy of his age, still very young, he wants to get paid. He wants maybe the touches and the kind of the, the press and all that stuff probably not the best fit with the Lakers, but um, he's probably a better third option than Russell Westbrook. It's probably safe to say.
0: Yeah. Uh, today. So obviously because it's the offseason and obviously, honestly, the games have been so awful in the playoffs in yeah. conference finals. And uh, did you see, was it JJ Redick and Kendrick Pershkins flipping out when they started talking about the Lakers in the post game show, they're like, God enough of the Lakers, but that's, <laughs> honestly, the games have been so bad that the NBA has really kind of needed this Lakers drama. I feel like, yeah, it's Lakers. They're always going to be in headlines, but the games have been so bad. This is almost like what people have been yearning for, some sort of something. And today, Eric Pincus, who he didn't write it today, actually. He wrote it May 11th. Did not know that. Could the Lakers realistically get Zach Levine? It's a long shot, but it's possible. So, Alex... How can the Lakers get Zach Levine on this team this off season?
1: It's not going to be easy. And, and Eric did a really, really great job going through a bunch of different scenarios, how it would happen. So I definitely recommend anybody listening to this. who wants like the full clear picture to go read the article, but essentially like it starts with Westbrook, right? Mm-hmm. He has a lot of money left on his deal. Only one year left. Um,
0: his the projected will... salary, sorry, is yeah. projected maximum salary is 36.6 million. Is he more? That's uh, no, that's his that's what Pinka said. His projected 36.6 okay. million. Oh, is that Zach salary. Levine or Westbrook? Levine. Oh, okay. I thought you meant sorry. Westbrook. Got oh, it, yeah. yeah. Westbrook's like 40. Yeah, somewhere. I was
1: gonna say, I know sorry. Westbrook ain't making that, but <laughs> um, so yeah, so they were, you know, the Lakers were definitely can't afford him outright in terms of signing him to free agency. So the most likely scenario is they would have to dump. Westbrook and uh, pink is kind of throughout maybe like the thunder as, as a good landing spot in terms of them, just absorbing his money into their cap space, which they have a lot of and kind of the Lakers creating this massive trade exception, probably be a three team trade. And then Mm -hmm. via that trade exception, they can maybe do a sign and trade with Chicago. And I guess if you're Chicago or if you're saying, why would Chicago do that? It's basically you're, you're going to lose Levine anyway why not get something back in return? If it's a Mm -hmm. trade exception, I think he mentioned maybe like THT going back or something and other picks obviously involved. So it's not going to be easy and it's going to have to take multiple teams to kind of help orchestrate that. And I think more than anything, it's going to have to rest on Zach Levine actually kind of trying to push his way here.
0: Like almost
1: he might have to at least a little bit.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, kind of push that leverage game, push him, his clutch ties, push as hard as AD pushed. Like it's, um, it's not just an easy go sign me in free agency. A lot of moves have to happen first.
0: Yeah. Like a lot of moves to the point where Pinkus even said, if Levine tried to make a fan theory, a reality Lakers and bulls would need to rope in a third team to take Westbrook, which then with this front office, are you really counting on a three team trade? we're we really trusting a three-team trade to, to, to get Russell Westbrook out and Zach Levine in is Zach Levine, the guy you want to go for, if you're going to put so much effort into getting rid of Westbrook, that's a, I think that's a better question.
1: That's a really good question. I, not so much like it, it, like, should they go after, or can they go after him, but should they, because um, if they were to do it, obviously you're going to lose Westbrook and that's, uh, that's fine in the Lakers eyes, but you're probably going to have to lose at least one, probably two first round picks in the process. And then commit to Zach Levine, who, who had a real, he's having solid years. He's doing really well in Chicago. He's still young, but he does have a a long injury history as well.
0: Yeah. He would fit right in.
1: (laughs) So, um, not the strongest defender, which the Lakers need. Mm -hmm. So uh, is he the caliber of player that you push all your remaining chips in for? I'm not sure.
0: Is he the guy, is he the wing that the Lakers are desperately needing?
1: No, I I I don't think so. I I think if you're really building around LeBron and AD, and they are, if LeBron, unless LeBron says otherwise, you have to kind of find complementary pieces. And I think do I do think Zach Levine's a better fit than Russell Westbrook. He's a better shooter, obviously. He's younger, he's more dynamic. He's just a better offensive player at this point. But you're not really solving the defensive issues as much. And I think the defense and kind of the size on the perimeter is is really what they're lacking.
0: Is there a wing out there that the Lakers, like the the typical, the what they're looking for, what they need, is that player out there as an unrestricted free agent, where a sign and trade with Russell Westbrook should be explored?
1: I mean, in terms of unrestricted, they don't have enough money to even get a caliber player like that, right? Right. Um, that's why I guess any trade scenarios you you would kind of hope that if you're to trade Westbrook, you get you're not going to get that type of impact two-way wing that everyone wants because those mm-hmm. are goals like those. That's why those players are currently on the teams remaining in the playoffs. Like those are the players that win you series. So, but you at least can find similar players. And that's the thing the Lakers just lacked all year. That's why when they got guys like Stanley Johnson and Wenning Gabriel, they like felt so much different because they had none of those guys before then. So I, I think they have to at least be, Creative in terms of how they get those guys. We talked like a couple pods ago. We talked about maybe trading Westbrook and getting back a few wings, and not saying they're going to be these high impact wings. Maybe like a Gordon Hayward, Kelly Oubre, and those guys aren't going to swing things in either direction. But they at least are a start in kind of filling that gap that they they, they have.
0: Yeah. So, in order to bring in Zach Levine, a sign and trade is necessary probably bring in a third team, probably get rid of your first round picks in 27 and 29, Mm -hmm. but then let's fast forward even more because today in the athletic, it was reported that as of now, this is directly from the athletic.com. As of now, the Lakers have no intention of using a first round pick to facilitate a Westbrook trade. So what does that say to you? Besides the fairy tale of Zach Levine coming here, which was, I think, unrealistic in the first place. What does the Lakers not having, not be willing to trade a first round pick to get rid of Westbrook? What does that say to you? Westbrook's coming back. Westbrook's going to get waived. Westbrook's going to get stretched. Westbrook's going to get bought out. Like, what does that say to you?
1: Like on face value, if we were to believe that, uh, yeah, I think it's him coming back. If they're not um, willing to to make that trade or give up a first round pick to get rid of him, then yeah, it seems like they're at least entertaining the idea of him being back. And we, Mm -hmm. last week we talked about um, potential coaches being asked during interviews, like how would you utilize Westbrook? So at least there's a kind of working theory out there of a scenario where Westbrook's back, but I'm at a point still where I'm not totally buying these reports of them not being willing to give up the pick. Are you?
0: I this mean, seems like, I don't leverage, see,
1: like trying to gain some yeah, leverage
0: back. I think so too, because I don't see how this front office, who is not gonna be around in 2027, would even worry about it. Honestly. Like, why would they? It's 2022. You think this front office I you think this front office is gonna be the same front office is gonna be intact in 2027? Mm, no. Is Phil gonna be around in 2027? No. Is Rob Pauline gonna be around 2027? No. Is Magic Magic might be is
1: magical survival
0: is Kurt Rambis. Like, I I don't think honestly, like five years is a long time in the sports world. Five in the sports world, not in real life. Like, in the sports world, having a job for five years is a long time, it's a really long time. It
1: feels like he's been in the Lakers front office in some capacity for a long time now, though.
0: Linda's been in there for 40 plus years, yeah. So I'm just saying, as an executive, like he does have, he doesn't have, does he doesn't have an official position, right? Like,
1: I think he's like advisor, like senior advisor or something like that.
0: It would be foolish to think that this front office is worried about a 2027 first round pick right now or a 2029 first round pick right now. Like, I don't think that they're looking that far ahead. There's no way they're looking that far ahead. The way that they've constructed this roster, they think about things year to year, they don't think of things in the future.
1: Yeah. And like everybody watching from the outside knew how the Russell Westbrook experience went this year for the
0: Lakers. Right. It's they know that.
1: Yeah. They know that the Lakers, more than probably anything, want to trade Westbrook. So, I mean, the smart move by the Lakers. And again, if like this is actually what's happening, this might not be what's happening, but it could be them using the media, using reports of um, teams calling about Westbrook or them not wanting to give up picks and them being fine going into the season with Westbrook.
0: Yeah. I think that it's going to be an off season where Russell Westbrook, they move on from Russell Westbrook.
1: I'll ask you this. Do you, how, do you think it takes a first round pick to actually trade Russell Westbrook?
0: His salary probably demands that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many straight up swaps, you can get out there. Like I'd really have to look up like $47.7 million is a lot of money. How many players are making that much? And then how many players that are making that much are tradable or are willing to be traded? Like Chris Paul,
1: I, I think it, it has the to sun's be going to do that. Yeah. I <laughs> think it, it's, you have to look at a team who has contracts, multiple contracts that they view as a negative and they're more long-term money, right? Like, so again, we look at Charlotte. Charlotte um, the Hayward contract isn't great. Right. Andy has multiple years left. You bite the bullet on Westbrook and you get out from underneath a lot of long-term money. That's why I think if I'm the Lakers and I, I would try to spin that and say, we're helping you here.
0: Can I ask and, you a question? Is there- like,
1: I try to look, I, I forget who did this. Should, I actually do need to look, go back on Twitter and see this, but someone did a, like a thread of recent trades Mm -hmm. with like bad money, like say like someone who had a bad contract and what it took to move those players. And in most cases, it took less than one first round pick. It included like maybe a prospect or included like second round picks. Mm -hmm. And, and then the team also had to take on bad money in return. So it's not like it's out of the question. The Lakers can move Westbrook since he's an expiring, um, for maybe they're honestly just saying, no, we don't want to move first on pick. We don't think we have to. Um, I think push comes to shove. I think they do move a first on pick, especially if they get like instant impact players back in return and yeah. can move Westbrook. But um I wouldn't be surprised if they can move him without giving up a pick.
0: That'd be, that would be great. Don't know. You if do they can. have to take
1: something back back. Like you do have to take n- like negative contracts back though. It's not like,
0: Right. Well, his contract. Anyone. Then you like you you put it on a scale, and whose contract is more negative? Because yeah, if you just look at a number, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at a whole as a total here in LA, I A., I don't know how you can bring him back. I really don't. Like, I don't get it. I don't. Magic Johnson coming out saying like, "Hey, you need to get a coach that can bring out the best of him." He's unwilling to 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 change. He's un when if he's unwilling to change. Why would the team change for him on a team that has LeBron and AD? If he was like back in Oklahoma and it was just Russell Westbrook, then maybe you bring a coach to adapt to him. But on a team where you have two better players, you don't change your team for him. Mm -hmm. It's just something that he needs to change for the team. He has to be willing. All three of them have to be willing to change somewhat. And there just seemed to be no bend in him whatsoever. So I don't understand magic coming out and saying like, the Lakers need to get, get a coach that could bring. No, I think the Lakers just, I think the exit interview was the final stamp. Like we got to move on. We got to find a way. My question to you was, is there any way, any chance he doesn't opt in? At no. some point, it's, I get it. It's a lot of money, but he's made a crap ton of money. He's a Jordan athlete. Like, is there, like, does he want to come back to this himself? Like, that's a question that no one's asked. Cause I get it. I get it. It's a crazy amount of money to leave on the table. I don't know how much he gets elsewhere, but we've seen pro players be in their 10th, 12th, 13th year, take pay cuts to go to a better situation at a certain point. It's like, okay, I get it. It's $47 million, but what are you coming back to? If you don't like it here? I don't know, man. I don't know. It got really nasty at the end of the it year. Did. It got really nasty at the end of the year. And I I, wasn't fun for him outside of the arena either.
1: No, it wasn't. And yeah, I I assume that like he picks up his option with the expectation he's going to get traded. Like, I'm just going to get my money and I know I'm going to get moved somehow or at the deadline cut waived, bought out, whatever. Like he picks it up. Probably not thinking he finishes the year with the Lakers. Yeah. Um, So uh, yeah, I think he just takes the money and then, assumes he's gonna get moved versus like you said what's i i don't know what a better situation is for him though like he's not gonna to go to a contender contenders don't are probably gonna to touch him
0: i mean what i'm saying isn't a better situation anywhere a fresh start yeah probably i'm like just like i'm trying to look at the other side which no one's talking about and i get it because the assumption dude i think i 99 he's probably gonna opt in right but It got really bad. (laughs) I think that's something that no one's talking about, like how his life outside the arena was miserable. His wife was posting stuff Mm -hmm. about how miserable it was. He was miserable in the arena. He was one of his, maybe not statistically one of his worst seasons, but it wasn't a good season on the court. I don't know if like LeBron and AD even like the guy anymore, to be honest. Like, I don't know if they had a good relationship and they're going to bring in a head coach to get the most out of LeBron and AD, not the best out of Russell Westbrook. Is there a possibility? Any? Do you give it any, even if it's one percent chance, is there a possibility he doesn't opt in?
1: I mean, there's always a possibility. And, and like with anything in sports, like that, there's always a chance something like that happens. Um, and I think you're right. Like we do have to take into account his side of things. And he obviously wasn't happy here, or at least outwardly didn't look happy. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's working with the front office in terms of yeah. like, both sides, I, I I think want a clean like a clean break here, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's probably the best for both sides. Also, like they're both they both know what went down, they both know what's probably best for both sides. So yeah, I I would imagine he's had discussions with them already about mm-hmm. their plans for him, and they know he's probably going to pick up his money and stuff like that. But yeah, I just it, it's also hard for me to like imagine Westbrook like how many times has he, he's got traded every year in the last, but three years now, because he got traded yeah. from OKC to Houston to Houston to Washington. Right. And then Washington to the Lakers yeah. and then maybe from the Lakers to another team. Again, that's a lot. Right. Why uh, not, mentally. Why like not
0: control your own destiny? Russ. <laughs> why not? <laughs> like why who's, not be like, like what, what? what
1: does a Russell Westbrook contract look like in 2022?
0: Hmm. Hey, LeBron went on one-year deals. He could do it too.
1: What's Like how much is a one-year deal for Russell Westbrook look like?
0: He probably would want (laughs) (laughs) 47.7. I don't know, man. I know it's silly. and I know he's going to opt in, but.
1: Honestly, like what's in terms of like Westbrook's best interest, what's a dream or what's like his best landing spot? What team would be his best landing spot? Say the Lakers trade him tomorrow in terms of what's best for Russell Westbrook. Like, we know what's best for the Lakers. What's best for West for West? Where, where does he land? I have an idea. One place. Oklahoma? Yeah, I think so. I think it'd be a nice story.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: And they're happy. I think they'd be happy to do it. Like, obviously, they're rebuilding. I mean,
0: half that team hates him, remember?
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. But, like, a lot of the city has fond memories of him. Um, yeah, I think it'd be a good place to either – he's probably not done playing, but at least to revisit again.
0: Yeah. I mean, at a certain point I, you can chase rings, but at a certain point you just kind of realize what your career is at this point. You know, he's going to be 34 in November, which is not old anymore, mm-hmm. but at yeah, you're right. Like, is he going to be the number one guy anywhere on a, on a good team? No. So is Russell Westbrook willing to not be the number one guy? I don't think so still. So I think he's got to change first before, we asked that question. If he wants to be the number one guy, then go to Orlando and have fun.
1: He he needs to, he needs like a, a, a season like Al Horford, like Chris Paul, again, funny that it was all thunder, but kind of rebuild your stock season, right? Mm-hmm. Like kind of like bulk up your numbers, have good like locker room quotes about you kind of build up that positive rep again. Cause this year, there's a lot of like stink around Russell Rustbrook, like in terms of the player, the person, like coming out of that year. You kind of want to get some goodwill. Like, that's why the Thunder is just a good place to kind of just go pad your stats, um, have fun in a place where he spent a lot of his career already. And maybe like he has a really good bounce back year. Maybe he re ups with the Thunder, maybe another team, a contender gives him a shot. But like, as is, if you were to do another redo with the Lakers, and he has another bad year or -hmm. he gets bought out Mm -hmm. like that, it gets into bad territory for his, the rest of his career. I think.
0: Yeah. I think that, I don't know. I don't know what his reputation is around the league now. That's a, that's, I don't have the answer to that, but that's going to make, that makes a big difference. You know, if executives and coaches and players still have this high regard for you, that makes a big difference. I don't know where, where it stands, but anyways, we started this, this podcast talking about Zach Levine, and of course, like every other podcast, probably this week on or this off season, it ends up on Russell Westbrook because he is the key to the Lakers' 2022-2023 season. Unfortunately, and I mean, and I say that by will he be here? Will he not be here? And that was great to see. Like, hey, they have three finalists for head coach. You know, that was like sweet. Mm. I don't believe that that's the only three finalists that they have, but it's nice to see that Darvin Ham, Terry Stotts, and Kenny Atkinson are the three finalists. Um, not a very creative list, I don't think. You know, it's, it kind of, those were the three names kind of coming out of the, of the regular season. Then they all kind of stuck around. So we'll see what happens. Maybe. Do you think that the Lakers will name a head coach before the end of May?
1: The end of May, before maybe week? not the end of May. I, I say before the draft. Yeah.
0: It's looking more likely, right? It's looking yeah. more likely. And they're not going to trade. I, I, I know this. If they're not willing to facilitate a trade for Westbrook, they're not willing to facilitate giving up a first round pick for Doc Rivers.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's still a thing out there. This whole doc rivers to the Lakers thing. I, it feels like that'll never end until the season starts.
0: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think even when the season starts, there might be like, Hey, doc rivers, it's like he, Lakers got to cook. No doc rivers. His people are going to just push and push and push. Doc yeah. rivers is miserable in Philadelphia and he's trying to get out, but it ain't going to happen. for <laughs> Lakers. At least I don't think I don't, I hope not at least. <sighs> oh man. Off season basketball. And it feel like the Lakers haven't played basketball like, in six months.
1: It's for, like a long time. Like I I'm in the process of like literally at the moment, try to figure out what to write for this week. Mm-hmm. And when there's no basketball for this long Lakers wise, it gets really uh, hard to come up with topics. So
0: when summer league,
1: July, the California classic, I guess would be the first time we uh, see some basketball. And, and there is a report today that the Lakers, Are looking to buy into the second round, so that's that's cool. We get there. Wow,
0: they're good at that. They've had
1: success there. Yeah, like if they can get a late draft pick, or even work their magic, like they did with Reeves in the undrafted draft class. Like,
0: don't say work their magic. That makes me nervous. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, say they buy the fifty-eighth overall pick. Like, I'd put some money down on that player making like. The All team team. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. Making the team
1: at 25 minutes a game next yeah. year.
0: Yep. Yeah. Austin Reeves was, he wasn't even drafted, right?
1: No, it wasn't even drafted.
0: Yeah. There you go. Mac McClung going to be on the team next year. If they get Zach Levine, they're not going to be able to afford nothing. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have the whole G league team's going to be like, I think yeah,
1: a sign and trade, I think hard caps them immediately. So they will be really limited with their,
0: hey, their options. Season starts. Once Kendrick none plays, <laughs> Right. I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> Did he tear his ACL? Like what the hell happened with that guy?
1: It was a bone bruise, I think. A bone I bruise? I believe I, I have to look it up. It's been so
0: John ja Morant out for the next year with a bone bruise, too, then? My God.
1: If, if the Kendrick Nunn timeline, yeah.
0: Jeez. Anyways. Alex uh at Alex Mregla on Twitter. You can f- follow him. Like he tries. I don't know what he's gonna write, but he's gonna try and write something this week on silverscreen and roll.com. And uh yeah. Are, oh, is the NBA giving out all NBA teams today? They oh, are. Is that, Here's is that your today? all NBA okay. first team is in. All right. Let's start with the third team because this is Laker related. Who made the third team as a Laker this year?
1: Uh, Anthony Davis, I'm guessing. Incorrect. Whoa. Is it Westbrook?
0: Incorrect. Oh, LeBron? LeBron. Oh,
1: third team. Third okay. team,
0: all NBA. Chris Paul, Trey Young. Pascal Siakam, LeBron James, and Carl Anthony Towns. Your NBA second team, John Morant, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, who the Lakers could have had, Kevin Durant, and Joel Embiid. You're all NBA second team. And your first team, MVP Nikolai Jokic, Jason Tatum, Giannis, Devin Booker, and Luka Doncic. There you go. LeBron James, you think he's going to feel disrespected by that?
1: Yeah, he was the. We'll get a tweet. We'll get a Instagram. Tweet.
0: I don't think he's going to do it today because he's tweeting about Texas. Yeah, I no. think that there will be LeBron James because he didn't. Did he finish with most points per game, but didn't have enough to qualify?
1: Something I don't. Again, the Lakers season feels like ten years ago. But yeah, uh yeah, but he had a real individually had a insane year
0: though. Hmm. Hmm. Did he have a better team? Did he have a better season than? Jason Tatum.
1: I think so. I think so.
0: Then DeRozan.
1: Yes. But again, like are, are you Durant? are you rewarding guys on teams that won? Then okay, I guess I, I can see like yeah. individually, I think he had better years than those two players.
0: Yeah. Uh, LeBron James finished the season averaging 30.3 points, which is second best right behind Joel Embiid. He only played 56 games though so maybe that had something to do with it interesting very interesting i wonder what he'll say
1: <laughs> how many emojis is he going to tweet out or a lot maybe something like that yeah a lot hashtags sure. yeah
0: yeah trey young chris paul lebron james pascal siakam carl anthony towns
1: oh siakam made it wow okay
0: yeah interesting all right, everybody. This is Taco Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86. He's Alex Regla at Alex M Regla. Check him out on Twitter or silver We'll see what he says. We'll see what he writes. We'll see. Maybe you should come up with trade scenarios. Like this is how the Lakers can get rid of Russell Westbrook. And then like who they should go and get like, like be an Eric Pincus, you know, just, but like find something, a player that you really like and put it in the trade machine. And then, like who would like your no, no money's not an, money's not an op Money's not like an issue here. Realistically, who would be like your ultimate number three guy on this team for next year? If you can choose somebody and then make it happen and then write about it and then publish it and then watch it go viral. This is how the Lakers get Kawhi Leonard. There you uh, go. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I'll work on it. I'll, I'll brainstorm it tonight and I'll do like I got you, I dog. Do. You don't yeah. need an editor. I advice. got you, dude. That's good advice. I never thought about that.
0: Why write in-depth basketball analysis when you can just write rumors and go viral?
1: Oh, I guarantee you that piece will get me more clicks than I think I've had the past year. (laughs) This is
0: how the Lakers can acquire Kawhi Leonard. This is how the Lakers can acquire whoever. Whoever's a good good defending wing that can also score. I don't know. Maybe you should should get the all-NBA teams and figure out how the Lakers can get each and every player
1: all starts with Kendrick Nunn. Like he's yeah. the centerpiece of any trade.
0: Yeah. THC traded. Kendrick <laughs> Nunn traded. Russell Westbrook traded. First round pick traded. Second round pick traded. Yeah. Pretty much. Let's all. not That's...
1: get crazy. One first round pick. We don't need to trade two.
0: Hey, if you get Kawhi, we'll trade. We'll trade the next 20 picks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man, this is fun. Everybody subscribe to the silver screen and roll feed uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere you listen. And check out Silver Screen Roll for all the Lakers' latest news. Alex, this is fun, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man.